This is another Smorgasbord episode. In this one, we get into the origins of Western philosophy by discussing the Cave of the Light by author Herman. Also, so, some other things we discuss are Ralph Waldo Emerson, self-help books in general, Thomas Paine, Deism, The Age of Reason, and as a special treat, Brandon shares one of his poems with us. So sit back and enjoy. Fever tree. All right. All right. Obviously, okay. this is a this is a smorgasbord. There's no topic. Oh, are we just? We've already started. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole issue with our last episode. So you'll notice that all of a sudden I'm talking and I sound very muffled. I mean, and that's kind of my regular voice, but. But the reason is because I was talking into my microphone and Brandon was talking into his. My microphone was off, so all we were just using the one microphone. So Brandon is Mr. Crisp. Can we see yours? Oh, so look at there. He has a little off and on, off, yeah. and, off and on switch right there. Yeah, so that, that switch is supposed to be on. You'll see that on the previous video, yeah. it was off. Point it out, please. Yeah, point, point, that, out, point like, that out in the comments. Dude, this, yeah. And point out what you think about our voices. Like, if mine like how, sounds like miss like a crispy Mr. Crisp type of voice. Yeah. And mine sounds like a distant not Mr. Crisp. Wayward non Mr. Crisp mm-hmm. voice. Some guy yelling from the background. <clears throat> anyway. Remember so. the Hermetica, the um the Shepherd of Men, when it talked about specifically and even Adam and Eve, the book of Adam and Eve, I think the first one mentioned this at first, but how beautiful like how God was like, oh my, this is, man is so beautiful, and like God fell in love with man. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll fall in love with Brandon. You'll voice. fall in love with my voice, and, and the, you'll and the, you'll just you'll come to despise my voice by the end of that <laughs> podcast. We went for an hour, and I'm, I'm we're gonna have to listen to anyway. But we were like, I, we can't re re record this, so whatever. Um, hopefully, because it was really good one. I mean, we talked about important stuff. It's just yeah. Anyway, it was a one microphone recording, and, and it, it was, was pointing, pointing towards right, right, right towards me. Yeah, so. you can hear Brennan's golden vocals, <clears throat> Mr. Crisp. Yep, and me. Anyway, so what's going on, Mark? <laughs> um, well, here we are. Um, actually, first thing I want to talk about. Oh, really? So, am I not, am I not expecting this? No, no, no. Oh, you are expecting this because oh. this is what we've been talking about. But oh. is the book that we are both currently checking out, right? Yeah, called I'm the re- Cave and the Light. The Cave and the Light by um, uh, Art. Uh, it is Arthur. Arthur Herman. Arthur Herman. Yeah. So it's the it's um, oh, this book is so good. Um, I I it's it's been blowing my mind. I don't know. I never. Okay, so it's basically the 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 debate that's been raging for centuries uh, between Plato and Aristotle, which I don't never I never knew there was a huge debate. Neither did I. That's why I'm not a philosopher. So yeah, that that's why. But the interesting things. Okay, have you ever heard of the band Philosopher Kings? Uh, I have heard that. Name. I think they're an alt. Yeah, I've heard the name rock, or you know. Kind of, yeah, I thought I figured you would have yeah. known them, but they they talk about philosopher kings in the 
that's part oh. of Plato's uh, thing. Okay. Is that cool. you know? Anyway, um, I, but the thing is, I, I too, have never really yeah, paid yeah. attention to to philosophy and stuff because it just seems so distant and and hard to understand. You know, especially Plato. Like I, I remember, I was actually reading the Republic. Yeah. Years ago, whenever I got those world great classics from that thrift store. Oh, I remember that. You know yeah, books? I remember that. Um, that I, was a long time ago. Yeah, I I was on a flight. Anyway, whatever. Uh, but I was reading that, and I was like, "This guy's so ridiculous!" Like the way he like Play-Doh? if this is this, then that must be that. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and but anyway, uh, and I was like. I got, I got it, and actually, though, the, whenever I finally got in that point to the cave yeah. analogy, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, his little debate was like, and I've heard the cave analogy before, so yeah. I kind of knew what that was about, or <clears throat> I thought I knew at least. But mm. anyway, I just so I, I was like, I think this might be one of those sealed books. Philosoph- most of this philosophy stuff for me. Okay. You know, something that I'm just not going to be able to penetrate. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I get I, it. I, actually, I heard an interview of Arthur Herman on a on, podcast that you were yeah, listening to, right? On Michael Malice. Anyway. Is, that, is that a podcast? Yeah, it's your okay. welcome. But okay. anyway, that's how I, actually the last two weeks he's had two good authors on. So I found out about the book because Mark. You tweeted something about the yeah. good author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you said you gotta quit having good authors because I'm yeah. having to read their I'm books. Having to and learn stuff. I saw Mark's tweet because I, <laughs> I like most people, follow him, and <laughs> no, not most people. I got like seven people, and I saw it, you know, and and so I was like, I checked it out, and it, this the name of it was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and I judge a book by its cover too, and it has kind of a cool like artwork on the cover i like i like the way it looks yeah it's got the that one where i think plato's pointing up to heaven yeah or whatever in the and no wait aristotle's pointing to heaven plato's oh. pointing forward i would think that plato would be pointing to heaven and aristotle would be pointing anyway whatever <laughs> because i'm saying yeah aristotle or plato's let me see the, more let me see the a, cover of the mind, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, that's, that's, what's his name? Aristotle's on the left. Yeah. Aristotle's pointing forward. Let me see. Well, hold on. See, that's, that's, that's Socrates. Oh, okay. So Mark, that makes Mark's, sense. Mark's right. Anyway, so that, that's the basic <coughs> philosophy. But, but anyway, so I never knew any of this, this stuff and uh, he does it, uh, this uh, Herman, wait, Arthur Herman. Arthur Herman. He does it in such a way that even I can understand it, you know? And he, he uses little, not anecdotes, little things to explain, oh, you know. So you're a lot far, you're a lot further in the book than I am. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just picked the, it up a few days ago. I actually borrowed it. I'm not going to get my trick out, but like. Well, I actually, you got it from the library. I got it from the library. Yeah. And so I, I had to wait a day and a half to get it, which was cool because some books that I try and, and I put on hold, you wait for weeks for them. So this was a great timing. I would have bought it if I if it was that big of a wait, but um, saving money, using the public libraries. Yeah. 
So yeah. Anyways, that's what, so you wanted to mention that because it's really kind of an interesting thing that for you, right? Yeah, and I'm saying if you're interested at all in in philosophy or trying to gain some understanding, you yeah. know, because I just the I, prologue alone was really interesting. Yeah, and yeah. well, insane. Like in, in all the stuff now that though that we're we're learn we're talking about like with uh, the Hermetica and stuff. I'm like, wait. Okay, now I understand where kind of the hermetic teaching comes from. Yeah. It's it's actually one of those schools of thought. It's more towards the Plato. And I'm yeah. just like, whoa. Anyway, it's really it's really a, a great interesting story and goes through the basically the history of western thought by using kind of the two camps. You know, but it, it also talks about it. stoicism and 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 other ones too. Oh, does it? Have you gotten to that point? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's cool. So he he talks about some of the different ones and how the those are revived. So it's really a neat uh, thing of Western thought. So awesome. Yeah, you're living the dream. Yeah, all these different books and stuff. No, and it's one I I actually would listen to this one probably uh, at least a couple more times. Okay, cool. So it's a good thing you bought it. You bought it, right? Yeah. yeah it's a good thing you bought it. Yeah, because I want to I wanna be able to know stuff. Yeah, you want to be smart. Yeah. It's just interesting because it even goes into like the thoughts of, of, of Christ, early Christian thinkers and how they used it. How they used these two different, these which, two schools of thought. Do you know which, you remember which ones? All of them. Oh, really? All of them. I know that like uh, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, I know that a lot of the uh, early th- early Christian thinkers were like pretty much philosophers, you know, in yeah. certain ways. But they would take because some would take Plato's side, you know, on the whole, the whole. Okay, I, I mean, the, the whole idea that that kind of the the body is the enemy and it's the mind. Yeah, you know, and it's, it goes with the Hermetic thing because remember that you're launched down here. And, but you have these different things that are put up upon you as you're coming down that that hold you back. Yeah. You know, that you have to overcome. And then whenever your mind is being taken up, you know, your your spirit or whatever is sure. taking it up again, those things are dropping away. Yeah, like the seven tears. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Shepherd of men. Yeah. That's, that's so, really cool. So that's a very pl- pl- platonic or Plato yeah. thinking, uh, way of thinking. Whereas, I guess... Um, the who's the other guy? Aristotle. Aristotle was more like, kind of like, well, nature isn't all bad. You yeah, know, and... part of the world actually part of, and and oh, this goes along with the thing I was Age of Reason that I was listening to that was by uh, Thomas Paine. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, this is something you that... you 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 listened to that. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I was just like, what the heck? Like, Thomas Paine. Okay, he's the one that wrote Common Sense. He's one of the... the yeah. One of the... the. Uh, well, he's a, one of the first... What, what, fire, what it, fire brands yeah. of, of, of the American Revolution. Well, I think he sometimes... Sometimes he's uh, labeled as being, like, one of the first American philosophers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I've been saying his his common sense was very like, it was common sense, you know. Yeah. I mean, but it was against 
the 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 monarchy of the the British and stuff, and he just lays it out. That's cool. And it was one that was super popular that was all over the place, and that uh, that helped to soak the fires of the American Revolution. And so the one that you you oh. you listened to is called Age of Reason. Yeah, Age of Reason, and so. And I was like so surprised because it was all about against the Bible and okay. the any kind of miracles in the Bible and mysticism. Yeah, it was. Real. I was like, "What? This is the same guy that? Why don't you know? People don't talk about this part of his thing because yeah. he's a deist." Yeah. Okay. And deists is the the basic philosophy, and this is kind of where Aristotle was was that. You can get to know God by getting to know nature. Yeah. By watching nature and figuring these things out. You can see God's works. It was really neat. I, oh, mean, I it's love a that. Neat idea. I love that concept. Yeah. It's like by seeing, you can see his hand by the, you know, the, the clockmaker's hand or whatever you want to, you know, the universal clockmaker. Yep. And you don't need these miracles and stuff. And that's kind of not necessarily the, you don't need these miracles part, but the, the looking at what's right there in front of you is kind of a hermetic way of looking at it too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the actually the divine, yeah, time. Um, That's really interesting. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, because actually, I have, I have a quote. Um, it is from the study of the true theology that all our knowledge of science is derived. But he considers true theology. I think he might, and it is that knowledge that the uh, the almighty almighty lecturer by displaying the principles of science in the structure of the universe has invited man to study and to imitation. Uh, it is as if he had said to the inhabitants of this globe that we call ours. I have made an earth for man to dwell upon, and I have rendered the starry heavens visible and to teach him science and the arts. And he can now provide for his own comfort and learn from my munificence to all to be kind to each other. Who said that? That's in, that is in Thomas Paine's age of reason. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is going, this is going to, through the th- so they're they're using science to get to know God. It's it's just an interesting. Oh, I love that. It's totally, like, yeah. like not science. Yeah, it's it's by looking at um, the creation and stuff and and seeing the hand that's, and God's like instead of that's the thing is that he he's saying instead of like inspired men, you know these men that actually have visions of God and stuff. Yeah. That's not the way God works. God no. works through nature, and we can see his hand, and we can make our lives better through the things he's given us through reason and and um, through studying nature and, and science. So, first of all, anyway, I can tell you right now that I'm glad that your microphone got fixed because you're profound right now. I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> Man, his words. How much this would suck if your microphone was still broken? I'm, I'm all like... Her Brandon. <laughs> yeah, so that's anyway, pretty cool. I the, love I love seeing uh, different people from different times and from different like schools of thought. 
<coughs> but actually not really different, kind of almost the same in a way, mm -hmm. but when they all tie together. Well, that's, that's cool. That's the thing is that. And that's living, right? According to according to what we, we went through in our last episode with um, Seneca. Yeah, the, yeah. That's life, is when you're able to sit down and go, okay, wow, this is really interesting. And when you're able to contemplate about what you're seeing and you're placing it to where it goes and how it fits in with your life, mm -hmm. that's living versus just like letting somebody just tell you what your place is, what you're supposed to do, how to do it, and then to do and to just Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Any yeah, so I I think it goes along with the hermetic stuff and Yeah, it does totally. And whatever, but and it's not I'm not not even saying that hit his whole cuz basically it's a big thing where he just goes and and goes through the Bible and kind of shows where why he thinks it's not correct. This is age of reason. Yeah. So, That's a very, I, I, so but there is some some choice quotes in there like the one I just read where you're just like, "Whoa, you know, cuz I want to learn more about deism, you know, because a lot of the founding uh Yeah. People, exactly. you know, in the country were deists and like, what the heck is deism, you know? When you look at And these... it's, it's basically the kind of uh, a belief in God without the, n without believing in miracles kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, like a, like a, like, a more, like a more, uh, or, re or revelation. Hands-on, like literal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without having all the magic and stuff involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. You know what? When you, when you look at, I always quote like my my boy Ralph. I'm always quoting him, but that's kind of like the whole uh, transcendentalist concept too. Is like, you know, don't look to external sources for all your stuff for for your knowledge of God. Look right in front of you. Use what you have. You know, mm -hmm. don't re don't be dependent on other people. In fact, he even I thought it was interesting when I was reading the. Um, yeah, you get to eventually come to your own knowledge. Yeah, when I okay. when I was reading the essay "Self Reliance" by Ralph Waldo, my man Ralph Waldo Emerson. I wish he had a shorter name, Ralphie Waldo. R W Emery. R W Emery. Yeah. Emmer. <laughs> Emmer. So my man Emmer. When he wrote Self-Reliance, one of the things I thought was really interesting is he's sitting there and he has this essay. I'm reading the essay like like a hundred like the hundred and eighty years after he wrote it, right? I don't I'm just guessing. Yeah. But it's like a couple centuries after he wrote it, I'm reading it. And I thought it was 180, probably about 150. But anyways, and in his essay he has this part where he mentions and don't read things from don't be don't read the things from other people. He's writing this book. <laughs> you know. He's like, don't read like don't let don't read a book from some other person and let that tell you how to think. Uh-huh. You know, and I see his point. He's not saying don't like don't like educate yourself. But he's saying don't like take take a book or don't read something and then like, oh, this is how I'm going to live. Yeah. And then you know, more organically, just like let it take take in what seems right to you, and then like get rid of what doesn't. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that I think uh, most of us are born 
you know, um, and as we grow up, we kind of just stick with ideas and stuff that we've never really thought about. Like, yeah, yeah, we inherit what are political, religious, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just like, well, it's this is just what I know, you know, and but eventually, kind of like with the Seneca thing, we can choose our own parents. You know, I loved that part of that when yeah. you mentioned that. Well, we better just rehash the whole thing now. That, now just... that I got, I'm Mr. Crisp. Yeah. Now that you have Crisp Mr. Crisp voice, voice again, yeah, but... that was that was really interesting about the Seneca talking about like, hey, you don't get to choose your parents, but you do get to choose who you're a son of. Yeah. You know. You can be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can be with the greats. You can study them, or you can. You should rewatch the just this, last, this last recording that we do. Mm-hmm. We did. You should watch that part because you'll see me kind of like, whoa, my mind, really. Whoa. So yeah. Um, anyway, so you know, um, and just because somebody says it and puts it in words, just because Thomas Paine wrote a great book and then he wrote this other Age of Reason, you know, doesn't mean it's true either. You know, that's a hard thing. Doesn't for... mean that that yeah, it's like somebody can say something you don't like, and you know, and they can also write something great that you love. That's just that's a thing that people. That's just hard skill to learn. I think most people it is. rather I know I rather than like learning how to like filter through what they're reading and like decide you know and and to make these measurements about it and kind of like put it into certain categories in their mind and figure out what works for them rather than doing that it's just safer to like not do it at all to not read yeah you know and to not it to not be educated you mm-hmm. know a lot of some cultures you know and especially different religious cultures like they're like no 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 don't don't read you know and because the written words really powerful yeah and people like have a hard time with like well i mean that's one of the things with the devil, like, oh, the devil's gonna get you. You know, he's gonna. Yeah. Be careful what you yeah. read. You better, you know, stick with the. And it's like, well, but what is that? The unexamined life. Ah, oh, there's some some quote about the unexamined life. Like, mm. Isn't worth living. If you're gonna. Oh yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, I see. I think I know what you're talking it, about. It was, but I'm just saying. If if you have and it, it goes along with the Seneca thing though, but if 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 you've lived a life and you haven't examined why you why you do the things you do and whatever, first off, are you really living? And second, wait, what? I don't know what the, second the first part. one trumped everything. The first one, first and second. See the first point <laughs> <laughs> again. Because <laughs> I don't know what my second point was going to be, but I'm just saying. So you've got you you're just mechanically living if you haven't examined the mm-hmm. reason, and you're mechanically thinking. Yeah, you're the machine, and it doesn't mean that. Welcome to the machine. And the thing, the thing that is, it it doesn't mean that. Um, because you're examining it, that you're going to come up the the idea that the thing that you're examining is wrong. Yeah, that's the biggest misconception. Yeah, and the fear. It's like, well, what if you examine it and it? No, it. If maybe you you come to the conclusion that it's right, and then you can embrace it and 
and really, you know, go forward with it. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, I'm There's glad nothing. that you had that. I'm glad that you had this uh, insight and that you've been reading. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have much to talk about on this. Oh, episode. I was going to say, what have you? Uh... Um, mostly, you know, just I don't. Uh, I've been probably working working too much lately. So I got the Seneca. I got. I was getting the Seneca done. Hey, Brandon, treat yeah, yourself. I, yeah, treat yourself to a little Seneca every now and then. Yeah, I understand life gets busy. Exactly. But... Live, live. <laughs> yeah, live. Don't just go through the the motions. Yeah. No, I uh No, but there that's the thing is that you can only take part, you know, you can only grasp a little bit, you know. Yeah. I mean, no I don't have time to just sit there and Oh, I contemplate, so, you know. I do got one one thing I can do here. So last time, last episode, I think I mentioned we didn't do a smorgasbord last time. Last time I was like, "Hey, I I've been writing poetry." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Want me to share a poem? Yes. Okay, let's share. Let me share a poem. Here. Is it like there once was a man from Nantucket? <laughs> you know what? I'm not a poet either, so this will uh, be interesting. Brandon's yeah. been. Let me see here. So what? What inspired you to do this? Um, I think, uh, we've been reading some things that were kind of like in a poet poetic setting, mm-hmm. you know, and. I think that sometimes you can you can pass a message, or you can put your thoughts down on paper. Easier, I've been finding that it might be easier for some people to write it in poetry than it is to just, just write it straight up. Can I try and write something? Well, poetry, I think, can can be more creative with it, if, like possibly create a feeling with the way it's told. You know, yeah, that may transcend the actual words. I yeah. don't know. Let's let's see if he does this. So this one is called the uh, I've I've named it different things. It's called Dream Garden. It was called the Seven Gods. Yeah, but uh, actually the Seven Gods. Yeah. So this the the background between. Why did you train change it? Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Oh, okay. So about a year ago, I had I wrote this down, and it's on my it's actually on my Reddit I think still. But I wrote this down, but it wasn't in poetry form. I was talk. I was. I was right. I was writing down a kind of like an apocalyptic vision. Right? Okay. Yeah. And like I, from a f- one. Uh, okay. Go yeah, ahead. it was an apocalyptic vision. Yeah. It was like my own vision, kind of. Right. I'm not saying it actually happened. Oh, that's why I was like, yeah, whoa, like whoa, Brandon. So it wasn't like a particular vision. It was like an apocalyptic type of vision that yeah. I had. And I wrote it down, and it was it was fine. Nothing was wrong with it. But I was a few about a month ago. I was kind of like, hey, I'm gonna try and rewrite that in poetic form. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote a few other poems too before this. So this is not my first one that I wrote. Okay. And so, anyways, I'll just read it. The background behind this is that it's it's an apocalyptic poem. If that can be a thing. Okay. Okay. This is gonna be funny. I've never read a poem before to anybody Here, so. give me a soda so i can i can really get into this well, uh, fever the, uh, tree fever tree i want to see the burning bush dude yeah all right here we go okay. Whew, i'm getting all i'm getting stage fright here right. this is my first time like re- okay, well, publicly just, like just read it don't worry about okay okay here we go as within a dream not sleeping 
a shift in realms perceived. Awareness, seven gods summoned of me. Hardly cognitive did rest relent to a garden vista virtually sentient. Who could they be, and what do they seek? You have been dwelling on the eternal math, seeking for answers, believing not in chance. Ask but a question, and we will advance. What is that I call my life? Life is a union of both nature and light. This is hermetic, right? Mm -hmm. Life is the progression from monad to sprite. Seek for what you will and find what you need, but the answer you seek is already free. The quest is not so much to find, rather to admit and acknowledge the blind. Speak less, my friend, and listen more oft, for the power of word is inferior to thought. May others know of my vision so splendor. We deal not in oaths, but in simple candor. As a shift in realms buzzed and blurred, once again in armchair I did stir, as within a dream not sleeping. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Hey, man, that's not ridiculous. I yeah. like it. I yeah. wasn't sure. You're like, you're, you're like, you're like, how long I keep a straight face? Like, I was like, I better not drink while he's reading because I might just spray out my nose. <laughs> no, that was good. You know what that? You can see the hermetic influence probably. Oh yeah, yeah from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I actually, um, so yeah, I'm wondering. I'm no, wondering I got. A, I, it's funny because I have a a story that I started writing a long time ago about Adam and Eve. Okay, like, about a guy going into the Garden of Eden. Like accidentally, yeah. And I thought about writing. Maybe I should write. Oh, write it. It's like it's like a little story. And then he learns. He gets to talk to the angel that's With guarding the, sword? the garden. Didn't you do this while yeah, yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I never that. finished it. But and then and then and then he kind of tells the background of the story of the Adam and Eve story. And so the guy learns some lessons about yeah. life. So maybe maybe you should try of, that. I. Hey man, if you're willing to. To put your poetry out, I won't read it on here because it would be longer than that. Yeah. But it, maybe I'll I'll put it out somewhere. And I think that's the um, like I said, I wrote that a long time, a while back, about several months ago. It might have been when I first started reading Hermetic stuff because I'm wondering if the influence came from that. I don't know where the Seven Gods came from because it was definitely before I read The Shepherd of Men. But anyways, well, it was inspired. Well, I, it happens to be that the number seven's always been my favorite number, so. It could be because of that, too. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think that, like... You have a favorite number? Yeah. I have a favorite color, too. I have kids. I have young kids. Like, it's important to me what my favorite number is, what well, my favorite color is. I remember it was always, yeah, favorite color was a big deal. Yeah, favorite number. I've always liked the number seven. Like, I own, like, uh, a few domains that have, like, seven. Oh, there's seven stars in uh, Ursa Minor. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so there's a, anyways, there's a whole thing with that. Well, but, it's a uh, whole Jewish thing, too. Yeah, exactly. Right? I know seven's a, a big deal for Yeah, them. the seventh, yes, the seventh day, and, exactly. So, um, anyways, that's what I got. That, seven seals, man. Yeah. Isn't there? I think there's, who knows? There's six, but I think there is a seventh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So, I yeah, uh, Cool. But remember, we were trying to make that parallel with the seven and the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, then there's an eighth. And like, oh, it's invisible. Oh, yeah. There's an eighth <laughs> thing, but that the seven was the. Anyway, <clears throat> well, that's cool. No, I like it. Well, I'm saying that in the 
monad. Yeah. They they meant in the book that I'm reading, they mentioned the monad, and I'm, I don't remember what exactly it was. What is the monad? What's the monad? Yeah. So looking for it's the definition, cup, right? So no, there, there's a hermetic text called the monad and the cup. Oh, okay. Um, the monad is basically there's this um one of the hermetic principles that I'm that in the in the Kybalian at least. Mm-hmm is um it's called the uh basically it's the law of correlation and it says from observing the monad you can understand the archangel and the monad represents the smallest thing oh okay the smallest mode most like an atom or something yeah so that monad is just the very smallest thing and so from observing something small you can you can learn big the big things and yeah and that's what the, I think the concept of is the well, monad. it's kind of like that age of re- or that thing with that yeah. you can learn about God by looking yeah. at what's around you. It's like you know, Siddhartha watching the river, you know, and yeah, okay, so, yeah. Well, um, anyway, uh, I think that when you, as you're going to be going through that book, you yeah, know, the the, uh, the light, the lo- and cave in the light, cave in the light. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh! Now you know, like serious. I'm just like, whoa! Like I didn't realize all this stuff came from what it, where it all came from, you know. So that's anyway. cool. No, I'll 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 enjoy uh, having that. Uh, the dots make sense, you know. Yeah, it connects. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh well, now I can see, and it, but it's almost like, kind of like, there's a middle path, hmm. you know, because it's not one or the other it's is the it middle the, is it the path less taken the road less traveled the road less traveled and i i chose the the nice paved road because it was easier the easier one that has a, a bench every 500 feet yeah <laughs> that everybody else is going down <laughs> hey you know what somebody might want to take the rough road but yeah not me Mm-mm. cool well you got anything else mark um that's it yeah, okay. so, yeah, thanks for sharing your poetry. Yeah, I'm a poet now. So you're a, you're definitely a philosopher. He's going to be published. Yeah, I'm definitely a poet. You're definitely a philosopher. Well, I, I just quoted somebody else's words. But that's the thing, is that... that uh, we mentioned taking, this earlier. It's taking something that you've heard and then putting it in your own words... Yeah, we mentioned that you earlier. Know, yeah, and expanding on it. Don't 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 depend on outside. Use it as needed mm-hmm. to 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 find to find the way that you need to go, but then start to like. And that's my egotistic comment from earlier. Start to write your own scriptures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what was what was Plato doing? You know, or what these people like? They well, Plato they weren't definitely so wrote like his own because he was taking the words it seems like he was taking socrates because he never wrote his own stuff like socrates Pla- yeah socrates yeah. but i'm saying plato never wrote his own words technically he was always using it as socrates taught so he was able to make it into his own thing but use socrates as the teacher yeah it's, it's I, I really interesting you way. do have like his he has like a he has like a couple things that he wrote that were like um, well, no, but more his historical main, his and main stuff, ones, but his, his main ones are, yeah, you know, like are 
the discussions. So he was able to he also it seems like he was able to control it to be like, oh, well, this person asked this way, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, like yeah. of the perfect debate. Oh, good points. You know, Socrates. That's like a. I guess uh, I'll have to. You know, it's it's. What that's else? like a format, right? Is the teacher to student? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Format. Mm-hmm. That's that's the format used by the um, Hermetic. Yeah, yeah. Text. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Teacher to student. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's what I'm saying. So, like, whenever you learn this, you're like, oh, you know, it really opens your mind to to the way that. To where where a lot of these things that we're talking about come from. We should do an episode where you're the teacher and I'm the student, and you just like lay it down. And you're like, mm, I don't think I know enough to. No, yeah, nope. We need to get Porter on here. Yeah, our next guest would be Porter. Dude, yeah, the legend. So anyway, um, if if you're interested, if you you know, check out that book. I the or check in out the, light. the age of reason. Yeah, that's an interesting cool one. Too. You know, like I said, and they're both probably the, the age of reason is probably available on LibriVox, right? Or, oh yeah, it is. Or at least that's where I, that's where I was listening to it. Okay. Yeah. See. Okay. By the way, I um I have a job where you know I'm driving and stuff, so I'm always listening to you know sometimes long distances where I'm always. So I'm downloading different books and listening to them. So that's how I can get through. I'm not like some super genius. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like this guy reads so much. No, I just listen to. I let somebody so else much. do it. He reads. Yeah. So much. And anyway, so, uh, but we'll 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 come back and we'll get get back into the Hermetica. Yep, it'll um, be fun. I don't know. We'll talk about how we're gonna do it. We'll start taking a couple books at a time or something you know yeah 17 will be a long way to do it yeah Probably like 17 times yeah there's no so we'll take a couple at a time and kind of maybe like we did with the um with the uh, seneca yeah we'll 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 kind of point out the big big things the big doctrines in yeah each, in it's the kind ones. of skip parts yeah like okay because okay. yeah you could go through the whole conversation but yeah. You want to kind of get the, pull the meat out. Oh, deep. An analogy. All anyway. right. Well, All this right. was a good uh, smorgasbord. Thanks, yeah. Mark. Cheers. Ginger. Beaver Tree. Beaver Tree. Our unsponsored sponsor. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Talk All right. to you later. Bye.